Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 37. Guess what? It's a great big world out there, and you don't have to be scared, because it's all yours for the taking. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, principal from Skytook High School and host of Principal Matters Podcast, the school leaders podcast, where each week I share innovative, imaginative, and inspiring ideas for school leadership. You can check out free resources at my website at williamdparker.com. If you subscribe for my weekly updates, I'll send you a free ebook called Eight Hats, Essential Roles for School Leaders. Or you can check out my book, Principal Matters, The Motivation, Action, and Courage Needed for School Leaders at my website or at amazon.com. This week, I want to talk about student growth. Are you improving? You know, last week... Um, I left school early so that I could watch our cross-country teams run at a local race. And and I want to tell you that story. Uh, Today's episode is going to be more story uh, than application, but if you'll stay with me, I want to take us somewhere uh, through this story. And story is, I guess, if I have a pedagogy, story is my way of relating information that helps me learn. And so perhaps the story will help uh, you think about your own school leadership decisions, too. When I when I went to this cross country race, it was one of those days where the sun and the clouds uh, kept alternating in the sky, and my oldest daughter uh, was running in the first race. She's a senior at my school, uh, Skytook High School, is located uh, just north of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, we have uh, boys and girls that run in our cross country teams. My daughter is a senior, and my second daughter Maddie is a sophomore here. Um, on this day. Um, uh, the clouds um, moved in right after the, the first race, and, and a heavy shower began falling. Uh, there was scattered lightning and thunder, and so we, we huddled under this uh, canopy that the team had, and we just waited it out. Uh, before long, the clouds moved away, and the sun broke through again, and the races were on. So uh, boys varsity ran next, and then junior varsity. Now, my second daughter, Maddie, uh, is a junior varsity runner. And so I want to tell you the story of her run that day. All summer long, these kids have been training and showing up for early morning runs or staying late for long runs. Uh, They will sprint 1,000-yard sets or they'll run for 60-minute long runs. And these have just become a part of the various routines as they work to increase their endurance. And I have to say how proud I am of the dedication of all of our high school kids in athletics and activities for the time that they put in. But I also have to say as a dad uh, that I'm really proud of my girls for the time that they've spent training for their team in cross country. Throughout their training, my daughter Maddie has probably been the one who struggled the most. She would be the first one to tell you that she's not naturally fast And she chose cross-country not because it's her natural gift, but because she wanted a challenge. She wanted to stay physically active. And she has a very consistent pace, which is not really fast. Uh, She never walks during a race, but she has a very interesting strategy. And uh, when she was sharing with me right before the race last week, she said, Dad, my goal is to keep my pace 
so that I pass at least some of the runners and I don't come in last. She said this with all seriousness, and so I just smiled and I gave her a hug, and I stood back so I could cheer her on as she decided to set her pace uh, and to make sure she could finish this race, not last, but maybe reaching her her, her personal records that she's set for herself in the past. When the starting shot rang out, uh, all the runners sprang forward, and before long I could see Maddie in her red school colors off in the distance, and yes, she was trailing toward the end, but she was pacing along in the wet grass and the gravel, and she was checking her Garmin watch, and she was watching um, as the distance was spreading between her spot and the front runners. But as I saw her running ever so slowly, I could see that she was beginning to gain on some of the ones in front of her. And then she disappeared as they made their way through the back of the race route. And before long, the, the front runners appeared again. And way behind and still trailing near the end, I, could, I finally found Maddie's red jersey. And she was still pacing along at a slow and steady clip. And as the winners began crossing the finish line, I knew it would be a while before I would see her. So runner after runner hit the line, and we were celebrating uh, kids that we knew as they came through. And finally, I could see Maddie. Uh, as she came into the final stretch. And it looked to me like her strategy had been effective. She was not the last one in the race. Um, But when I looked at the finish line clock, I was surprised. She was actually pacing two minutes ahead of her normal race time. And when she hit the finish line, uh, she was still giving it everything she had. Um, And she handed off her race number and then immediately fell into the grass, exhausted. Her coach and I went over and helped her up. Uh, we got her walking so she could cool down and uh, got her sipping on some a sports drink, but she couldn't even talk. Uh, she was breathing so hard. And finally, after a long walk and cool down, she, she began crying. And I said to her, Maddie, are you? I can't tell if you are upset or if you're happy. And she said, no, Dad, I'm happy. I never thought I would break my personal record, not by, especially not by two minutes. And, and she gasped this out. Um, I am, I'm happy. I'm happy, she said. Right then, big sister, her, her senior sister, uh, my oldest daughter, Emily, made it over. And uh, it was one of those daddy proud moments where she grabbed her in a big hug um, and just held her as Maddie cried with joy on her shoulder. And I pulled out my phone and captured the moment. Um, if you want to see the the post accompanying this podcast, you can check out my website at williamdparker.com if you want to see that sweet photo. And later, uh, Emily, because uh, I, I tweeted it out, uh, my daughter Emily reposted it on Instagram. And, and this is what she said that I thought was touching. And I want to use this to launch into a lesson here. Emily, the older sister, wrote, words cannot even describe how proud I am of my sister. A PR by two minutes is phenomenal. You've worked so hard to get where you are, and I'm proud of you. Love you, sister. Here's my question from today's story. Where are you growing? And here's my second question. Where are your students growing? I want to use that story as a backdrop for this conversation today. And I want to ask you, as you've looked at your strategies for this coming school year, um, I want to talk about the strategy that our cross-country coach uses because as he is strategizing with his runners, he encourages them to keep records of their time 
so that the athletes know if they are improving. In fact, my daughter told me once that she thinks about this when she's running and she'll repeat to herself what her coach says, quote, pain is temporary, but a personal record is forever. I love that quote. Pain is temporary, but a personal record is forever. This same truth, I think, applies to learning, especially student learning. Um, I'm sure just like at your school, that your teachers have increased their time together, that they're meeting as professional learning communities. I know as our teachers have prioritized that time that some of them work together specifically to target essential skills and learning standards that kids need to be um, growing in. We have other teams of teachers that focus on behaviors or character traits we want to see practiced as a part of our school culture. Um, I like how um, I've seen those referred to as skills or will uh, conversations. And like most schools, our teachers, as they're collaborating together, their goal is to invest in strategies or interventions that help every kid grow. And so as we're looking at data or our teachers are sharing common formative assessments or we're following up with remediation or interventions, none of that is meaningful if we lose sight of the small wins. The small wins are the, the incremental growth that we're seeing in student learning. And so here's the, the, here's the point that I would like to make from that story today and as you're looking at your year of working towards student growth. The pain of hard work is temporary, but growth and learning are forever. The pain of hard work is temporary, but growth and learning are forever. So as you're working with your teachers, as you're working with your students, think about where do you see them growing? Because not all of them are going to reach the same goals, but all students can grow. I, I was sharing the photo of my girls from that race with my superintendent, and he said something so wise. He said, you know, Will, what's great about that story is that Maddie didn't win the race. She didn't even win a medal, but she showed improvement. Just like we've been talking about this school year with our teachers, she showed growth, and growth is what matters. So let me wrap this up by asking you some questions. Just like a good coach, as you are measuring growth in your students this year, what is your goal? Our goal cannot be, for instance, that every one of our kids is at the top of his or her class, or that every one of our kids tops out the ACT, or that every one of our kids passes an advanced placement exam. I do think it's important to set good, smart goals so that, yes, we're shooting for the sky when it comes to the goals that they're reaching. But how are we helping our students identify their growth? And how are we celebrating that growth along the way? What essential skills or habits do you want your students learning and mastering? And in what ways do you want to see them growing and improving? And how can we celebrate the small wins along the way? So let me put this question back on you. As you're working with your students and your teachers this year, maybe you have creative ways that you're identifying that student growth. I know we have ways embedded within our own data teams and our teacher conversations that we're looking at kids growing. We're identifying that growth, and then we're deciding how can we help kids that aren't growing to grow more. 
But I think that there's probably other ways that you have too that would be inspiring or helpful for all of us to know. So let me ask you that question. How are you celebrating the small wins with your students? How are you identifying for them? Hey, this is where you were and this is where you are. And let's get excited about growth. Not every student is going to win the medal. Not every student is going to be your valedictorian. But every student can grow. And you know what? As school leaders, we can too. And so I want you to think about this week as you're leading your school. I want you to remember that what you're doing is so incredibly important. Your school leadership matters. But also, don't forget to celebrate the small wins. There may be tough challenges that you have this week, just like me, just like the difficult moments that I, I'm going to have this week. You're going to have those same week moments too. But at some point in your week, where are you seeing growth? And then stop and celebrate. Because just like my daughter Maddie had to learn to celebrate improving her personal record, we can be celebrating the small wins along the way as we grow and our students grow together. I want to say thanks again for taking time to listen to this podcast. I know that uh, some of these ideas or stories may be helpful for you and your school leadership. If they are, please share them out with others. Uh, you can also find uh, posts on my website at William D parker.com if you're interested in other free resources or if you want to connect with me via twitter my handle is at william dp i'd love to hear from you if you want to sign up for weekly email updates from me then please go to my website and you can subscribe there or you can text the word eight hats the word eight h-a-t-s text the word eight hats to this number six six eight six six and you'll immediately be signed up to receive weekly updates Thanks again for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. What you do is so important, and I'll talk to you next time.